Hey, welcome to the Bridge the Gap podcast. This is Ty, uh, your host and owner of Solar Detach and Reset. I'm so excited for uh, our guest today that we have on. Um, this gentleman is, I, I've got to know him really well over the last six months, probably nine months now, and um, we're partners in, power partners in business. Uh, he's, he's my business coach, um, and our relationship continues to grow and, and, and is evolving on a, on a weekly basis, and uh, I like to call him my friend now. Uh, he is a, a, just a, a gangster in the roofing industry. He has blown up and talk about someone who comes in and disrupts an entire industry. This is the guy right here uh, in a short, very short amount of time. Um, everybody knows who this guy is in the roofing industry and uh, rightfully so because his marketing game is top notch. Um, he's an awesome father. Uh, he's an awesome husband. Uh, he, he also coaches on those things, by the way, not just business. Uh, he, he's a leader and a role model, and uh, I'm happy he's here today. Jason Payne, thank you so much for being here. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's um, go. Hey, if you could start a little bit about uh, and, and kind of let everyone know your history and how long you've been in the roofing industry, um, a little bit about how you got started. I know we were chatting offline a little bit, so if you could recap on some of that. Sure. And uh why and, and, and how, how you got to where you are today, essentially, um, with State 48? Yeah, so <clears throat> January of 2010, I left a $12 an hour job to get a $12.50 per hour job to take a $14 an hour job working for my uncle's roofing company. And immediately I became the production manager, um, never swung a hammer in my life, knew nothing about roofing, but I had work ethic, cleaning driver's license, and I spoke Spanish. So those three things got me a, a pay a pay increase yeah. from twelve fifty to fourteen dollars an hour. Right, and uh, from there I I was like okay cool and uh, I just went you know knee deep into it and just went just literally started to develop the skill mm-hmm. and put my head down for a solid five years mm-hmm. five years not five weeks not five days not five months what happens is a lot of us. We have shiny object syndrome. We want to do this and like, oh, let's go do this. And let's, let's go do this. And I'm actually a culprit of that too. That's my personality. I just see it as opportunity. I will go entertain something because it could be a huge opportunity to, to turn into something. Mm-hmm. But some people will abandon what they have to go get that mm-hmm. instead of like going and doing those things to complement what you currently have. Mm-hmm. So that's been one of my biggest things. So put my head down for five years, ran production. All I do is production. I did sales as well too. Um, on the side, because I want to make more money, but that production, it was a salary job. Mm-hmm. They gave me a company phone, iPad, uh, company truck, but it was a salary position. Well, cool, you're, I'm capped out at 40 grand. It was started at like 40, $45,000 and up to 60 and, and, and slowly up from there. But I was like, dude, I was like, that's not gonna, that doesn't get me out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's made me excited mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it forever, mm-hmm. right? So I talked to my uncle, I said, hey, what do I do? He's like, well, you need to sell, cool. I was like, so I'm going to go to sales. like, no, 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 you have to replace yourself and go to sales. I'm like, nobody wants to do my job right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, for the workload I have and uh, at that price. I was like, you're on crack. There's no way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, cool. Um, so I continued doing production. And then apart from that, I was doing sales as well. So I sold anywhere from $1 to $1.5 million a year, apart from running four to six crews. Just doing everything. Doing yeah. everything. So, so intaking massive amounts of experience. In all aspects of roofing. Yeah, we well, asked me like, who taught you roofing? Did you like go to a class? Did you do this? Do that? Like, I've never personally installed a roof in my life, personally. Yeah. yeah. But I don't need to. Like, Elon Musk didn't build a rocket. He got dudes from Harvard and Stanford that know how to build rockets that went to eight, 10, 12 years of school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I know how a roof needs to go on, and I know code, and I know what it's supposed to look like, and how it's supposed to go on, mm-hmm. and I train our guys to do that. But like I said, when I started, I didn't start swinging a hammer up on a roof. I wasn't, I'm not a third generation roofer. I was at, I was at my dad's house when I was five, you know, picking up shingles and in the warehouse and, you know, tossing shingles off of a roof. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. So, but what I did do is I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. I got up on the roof, whether it was Mexican crews, Guatemalan crews, uh, those guys, I would, get, I would just get up and ask them in Spanish and be like, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Um, the TRI Tile Roofing Institute booklet. Yeah. Every one of my employees has them. We go through uh, one of those tools every single day. I'll send oh. a video out, a training video out on a certain, even if it's just a sentence. Yeah. No, that's for tile. Yeah. But shingles. So we're, we're, we have continuing education classes all the time, every week. Like mm-hmm. this past week, we had GAF, right? GAF. Yeah. Uh, shingles come in. Then we have coding guys come in. We have tile guys come in. We have underlayment guys come in. We have. 
you know, you name it, because education is everything. And that's how when you don't ask questions, you're, it's because your ego is in the way and it's because you think you're the shit. Mm -hmm. And what you need to do is actually check your ego and you need to understand that there's always room for growth. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Jason, you're killing it. You're doing this. Cool. Guess what? I'm still in two masterminds that are $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm that I go to quarterly masterminds to go and do better, to go and grow myself, my family, my relationships with my spouse, my kids. And I, I, I'm still leveling up, right? And you'll probably never stop. It seems like it's such a life commitment. Once you, st once you stop leveling up, you start dying. Yes. And, and, and that goes for your relationships and your income. Absolutely. So how are you continuing to grow and not be stagnant every single day? Well, I just, I just have, gr I have grind and I have passion. I wake yeah. up every single day knowing that, like, Kobe Bryant scared the crap out of me. Like, I hate the Lakers. Hate the Lakers. I think there's, hate the Lakers. Love Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I hate the Bulls. Suns, I'm, a, I'm born and raised in Phoenix, baby. Mm -hmm. Right? Bulls and the Suns had their, had their thing with Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and Shaq and all, the, and all those guys and, uh, you know, um, Charles Berkeley and, and that era. And, but, like, I, I loved when Kobe Bryant died it, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, I've never had an athlete pass away like that. Obviously, it shook the entire world, in my opinion, mm -hmm. especially especially uh, North America. But with me, it was like, dude, I was like, he was he was an amazing athlete. He went all in on his craft, all in on his game, mm -hmm. all in on himself, and you know, is one of the top three, top five in in, in the history of the sport. Mm -hmm. um, and then he gets in a helicopter crash at age 30, whatever, 40, early 40s, late 30s, whatever it is, and, and, he, and he's gone. That's it. And he has he had two girls. One of them died with him, right? Like, that's the kind of shit. You never know when your last day is. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can't just go all in and go 100 miles an hour as a business owner and neglect your wife and your kids. I did that. Most people don't know this. I've actually been married and divorced. So my first kid that's 13 is from my first marriage. When I did that, and I went all in on my business, went gangsters, and we didn't have any money. But like, I just I neglected my wife and neglected my son, and I ended up getting divorced because of it, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I said, okay, well, if I do that again, I'm going to get divorced again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to fix it. What do I need to do? I need to make sure that my wife and my kids are a priority. Mm -hmm. And even then, uh, my wife knew. The other thing is sharing your passions, your goals, your dreams, and your visions with your spouse and your kids. Not that so it justifies why you're not there. But when you do need to be gone for a, a podcast, a conference, a seminar, a work thing, whatever, they understand that it's temporary. It's not permanent. It's not every Saturday. It's a Saturday here or there. It's not every Monday night. It's a Monday night here or there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because you have goals and dreams and aspirations that you want to accomplish as an individual. Mm -hmm. And your kids need to see that. Mm -hmm. Because if, you don't, if, you, if you're a fat slob, your kids are going to be a flat slob 90% of the time. I was watching a reel yesterday. I forgot who it was that said that... Uh, if if you're if you if one uh, one adult one parent is obese, uh, it's fifty percent chance that the chi that the child will also be obese. If both parents are obese, it's like an eighty five percent chance. Wow. I was like, cool. We'll flip it. Like my kids see me working out. My kid, my kids, even though they're like really dumb and silly, but like they're push ups. They're not real push ups, but they're trying, mm -hmm. right? And then I have the roller wheel where I roll out, try and do that thing with their core, Woo! and they try and do that and they flop like a fish because yeah. you know it's. It's a lot of uh, muscle, and, and they're still developing, but they see me doing that. You're building habits. Yeah, like and my son, even Oakley, just the other day, he's four. He said, hey, Dad, when you're, when you're done working, can we go to the State 48 roofing office to make money? Wow, look at that go. Yeah. And he said it 100 times. Yeah. He's like, Dad, can I go? He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go to the office. He's like, oh, can I go to the State 48 roofing office to go make money? And how Why? Old, how old is he? He's four. Wow, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, true story, yeah. right? Uh, Cash, my eight-year-old, but he was probably six or five at the time, he wanted to go with me to go during monsoon season, uh -huh. right? He wanted to go right along with me, especially during the summer. Yeah. When he wasn't in school or whatever. Um, and he's like, hey, I want to go, I want to go with you. And I said, okay, cool. And he said, can I get up on the roof? Yeah. And I'm like, depending on which it is, if I know the client, like a previous client, a friend, a family member, you know, someone, they'll let me pull him up on the roof. Totally cool. Mm -hmm. A random stranger, I show up and I'm like, get on the roof. Hey, can I bring my four or six year old? They're like, what the fudge <laughs> is this guy doing? Um, but if I know he get up on the roof, so if I said, "Hey, you can't get up on the roof," he's like, "I don't want to go." Yeah, uh, he's like, "I don't, I don't want to go and, and sit in the truck, whether it's play games or watch a movie or whatever." He's like, "I want to get up on the roof That's with you." That's the mission. Yeah. That's the mission because he sees dad getting up on getting up on there, right? Yeah. So people like, and it's not just kids, but like your spouse watches you. Yeah. Right. If you if you do not if you're not working on yourself, mm -hmm. it's it's just hypocrisy, man. Like mm -hmm. I've been a hypocrite for a lot of my life. Mm -hmm. 
I just have. You might not think so. I'd be like, Jason, Jason has all shit together. His marriage is great. His kids are great. His business is great. I'm like, no, 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 no. It might come off that way on social media. Like, I, I'm broken, but I'm working on myself every day. Mm-hmm. And personal development is, is a non-negotiable. And when you can trigger and going into business, right? How many employees do you have? Uh, about 12 right now. 12. Yeah. So I'm pushing almost 80 now. Yeah. Your employees will see what you are doing or what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. If you allow cussing in your business, some people, that's not okay. Some people, it's totally fine. Yeah. If you allow, if you do that, I drop headphones every once in a while. It's not, it's, I'm not Andy Frisella. It's not a verb <laughs> yeah. for me, right? But like, if they slip out, they slip out, right? Mm-hmm. I get excited, I get emotional, and, and it comes out. I have to allow that in my business. I cannot say, hey, Mr. Sales Rep, hey, Mr. Production Guy, hey, Miss Admin Lady. Like, you can't, you can't use that language. But the boss does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Same with your kids. Like, whether it's health, whether it's language, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, reading, reading books, listening to stuff. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Right, they know that when they when they get in my truck, a podcast will turn on. And they're like, "Dad, can you listen to the radio or can you watch a movie?" Like, you always listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, if you do that once, they'll never acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. They'll never know that." So here, this isn't a good thing, but this is also a true story. Uh, my kids will go to Quick Trip, right, and we'll go. And I have five kids, so it's like freaking herding cats, trying to get them all back in. So I'm like, hey, everybody, go grab one treat, right? They'll go grab a Slurpee, they'll grab a cookie, they'll grab a, a donut, grab whatever, right? Um, I'm a, I'm a salted peanuts guy because it's actually good for you in protein and salt and whatnot yeah. um, instead of getting a donut or a Slurpee or whatever. Uh, but my four-year-old will go and grab a Mango Loco Monster. Mm. Why? If he saw me once, would he go get it? If I went and got a can of beer, if I'm like a Coors Light guy and I went and got a Coors Light one time, would he go and grab a Coors Light? No. Why? Because I only did it once. He's not going to remember. Mm-hmm. But he see me go in there and go into the exact same second shelf over, uh-huh. four, four rows up, or second door over, four rows up, and that Mingo Loco, and it's in my house, it's in my fridge. And he sees it over and over and over and over and over again to where I go in there. I don't have to go get it. He'll go get it for me because that's dad's drink. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it might, be a, it might be water. It might be a drink. It might be, oh, dad, gets his, dad has to get his, his Twix, yep. or dad has to get his Snickers, or he has to go get his box of donuts. Right, so it could be good or bad, but you have to pay attention that everybody is watching your move as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Everybody, your employees, your spouse, your kids, and your clients. Mm-hmm. Your clients are watching you. How do you know that? Because if you're on social media, your clients are watching you. Mm-hmm. They're watching. Are you making yourself a priority? Right? Are you being a slob on the weekend and and sleeping around and doing stupid shit and getting passed out drunk and all those things? Right? Mm-hmm. Or are you working on yourself? Are you are you a family man? Are you a single guy? Right? But because of, of social media now, like, there's, there's no hiding. Mm-hmm. It's all there, right? So you have to be on your A-game all the time. There's no, there's no break. But that's also why I believe in, like, being your raw self. I cuss. I've already cussed on, on here. You can bleep it out or don't bleep it out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. The reason why is because you and I, off camera, I talked to you like that. Mm-hmm. When I was on stage a week ago and you came to my conference, I talked like that. Mm-hmm. Two days, we had a two-day mastermind after that. I talked like that. You never like, oh, Jason's this kind here at church, and he's this kind at the house, and he's this kind on a roof, and he's this kind with his coaching business. No, no, no. I am the same dude on any platform. Mm-hmm. That's a problem is people are trying to hide it. I'm LDS. You're LDS. You're not supposed to drink. I drink every once in a while for fun, right? Oh, my gosh. Shoot me. Kill me. I, that's a decision I choose to make and I choose to live with, mm-hmm. right? You drop the F-bomb. Well, Mormons aren't supposed to cuss. Cool. Well, nobody's supposed to cuss, mm-hmm. right? But like it's it just it is what it is. But I'm not going to change who I am because you told me to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change if, if I want to change and I don't want to be fat and a slob, and I want to better my relationship with my wife. I'm going to do it because I want to, not because somebody told me to. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. So with your employees, uh, Andy Elliott, right? Andy Elliott spoke, and he told us he said if I ever find one of my employees and they cheated on their girlfriend or their spouse, I'll fire them in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Like what does that do to the business? It doesn't. But if if there's being unfaithful and unloyal to their number one person that they love or they say they love and they're cheating on them, not if, but when are they going to cheat on you in business Mm -hmm. and steal from you or doing ethical things or doing ethical things to your clients or to other employees? Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just culture. I got got so many things I want to say. I want to back up and talk about the kids one more chance because, or one more second. Uh, I got a relatable story. My daughter, I walk in on her the other day, she's in a room playing and she's Moving solar panels. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm moving solar panels. Why are you moving panels? We got to get them out of the way for the roofers, Dad. She's in there pretending she's moving panels from one bed to the other, and so in her bedroom, in her bedroom, not in the garage. Okay, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. not on the roof. But she's got this, you know, 
creative mind and she's in there doing her thing oftentimes and I'm, I like to pop in on her and see if I, how I can you know interject my, my, my five minutes I got to try and play with her real quick and she's moving panels around I'm like man you're, you're absolutely right they see what you're doing and for me as a father it's it becomes that motivator right once you start realizing that they're picking up on negative and positive you start self-reflecting and almost getting your shit together really quick because you're making real a bunch quick. of mini-me's and you're going like well I don't want them because you're the, the bad habits in your life and the things that you're doing and the negatives you see how that's negatively impacting your life in, in whatever whatever way and you don't want that for them and, yeah. and you don't want it for yourself really and so 100% use it as motivation to, to pull out of it better yourself change your family tree change the history of what your kids could be in the direction and paths that they go long in life right. you're well, setting the, them up the early. way they think about money yeah. Right. The way the way they think about money, they're like, oh, we can't get this. Why? Oh, because we can't afford it. Well, whose fault is it? You can't afford it. Dad's. Why? Because he's not doing everything he can to provide for us and give us the life that we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's because he's because he is settling. Yeah. That's the real answer. And, and they wouldn't say it, that. They yeah. would say, oh, because we don't because uh, they come up with other any other filter or excuse. Right. Instead of like, we don't have enough money to buy that, or we would buy that, or we could buy that, yeah. or also, another good lesson for kids is you haven't earned it. Mm, yeah. That's the other part, too. Well, why can't I get that? You haven't earned it. So there's a, a little game thingy. I'm not a gamer at all. Never been a gamer. Like, never had an Xbox, PlayStation growing up. Like, not my jam whatsoever. Like, I, I was sports. Mm -hmm. So if I can go play an hour and a half basketball. I played, I played even during any sport I was playing. I still woke up three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Went to the church and played basketball from 5 to 6.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then we leave for school at 7. Yeah. Three days a week. Because that was, that was just what I did. Yeah. I wasn't a gamer. It wasn't my thing. But my son, uh, Cash, who's eight, he, it's called like a Nintendo Switch. Okay, yeah, I've seen him. <clears throat> it's like a Game Boy like this. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what it is. It's, but all of his kids, all of his buddies play, and you can hook up to the internet, and they can play against each other and talk and mm -hmm. headsets and all that stuff. I'm like, cool. F like, moderation in all things. Make mm -hmm. that very clear, mm -hmm. right? Number one. Number two is like, cool, you want to do it? Go buy it yourself. Mm -hmm. I would have bought it for him for like Christmas or his birthday, mm -hmm. right? He's eight. Yeah. He's like... No, I was like, if you want it, you got to earn it. Okay, what can I do? Go take the trash out. Here's a buck. Oh. Go do, uh, go bring the trashes in from the street. Here's a buck. Mm -hmm. Do it over time. It was like, I don't know much. It was, it was a couple hundred bucks. So he, for his birthday <clears throat> and for Christmas, hey, hey, what is cash? What do you want? I want, I want money for what? So I can buy my switch. Yeah, not the switch. The not, money. not the switch. He'd been working toward the goal. Yes. He didn't want to just because he knew he wasn't going it. to get the switch. He knew yeah. he had to earn money to get the switch. Yeah. Now you can earn money from Christmas and you can earn money from birthday. You are entitled yeah. to get something for your birthday, yeah. right? Well, what is it? Is it a toy? Is it a trinket? Is it a trip? Is it a whatever? I want. No, you want money. What do you want money for? Mm -hmm. Nobody says I want money for my birthday to go put it in a savings account. No, there's something. What do you want? Right. What do you want it for? Right, and so and so, freaking eight years old. He went and bought a switch like two weeks ago. That's awesome. What a big day! And to see his face, I'm sure he's just reward gratification. Yeah. And I, so I know people, than it to him. especially especially in high school, and the kids like, oh, here's a here's a here's a truck, this and that. I know a lot of people that got handouts and they get brand new 2023 trucks from their parents. Totally cool. I don't care. But like, are you are you working and earning it though? Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't care if it's a 1993 or a 2023. Are you working to earn X or Y or Z? Yeah. I know a lot of people be like, hey, however much money you save up. One of my buddies just did it. He has a kid in high school. And it's like, whatever much money you work for and you save up, by the time you're 16 or 17, when you want to buy your own truck, mm -hmm. whatever you save up, I'll double it. Yeah, I love it. So, cool, I saved up 11000 Cool, you can go now go buy a $22,000 truck. Yeah. But instead of just like, here's a $22,000 truck, what did he learn? Yeah. He learned that my dad will give me whatever the fuck I want if I ask for or if I bug him enough. Yeah. Because he has the money. Because he's like, there's a, a Kenny Klaus. You know, write that one down too. Mm -hmm. Kenny Klaus, um... Is a, is a real estate agent here in the Valley, gangster uh, OG for 25 years. Been doing it a long time. Uh, you know, you know Ty Lusk. No, Ty Lusk. Oh, I'll introduce him. Yeah. So Ty, he works with Ty. Okay. Or Ty works with him. Okay. Anyway, so he was on my podcast, and there's a book. I'll have to give it to you. I think it's like die, something along the lines of like die, <clears throat> die with die with zero. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I'll have to I'll have to get it on here. We can put it on a uh -huh. on a reel. But I think it's I think it's die die with zero or something like that. So. The whole goal was like when you're when you leave, people will leave and they give all this money mm -hmm. to their kids. Like it's a terrible idea, right. terrible idea. You're gonna, they're gonna blow. It's like winning the lottery. Right. People win the lottery, ninety eight percent of them go bankrupt, mm -hmm. literally bankrupt, and they're in worse position than they were before they won the lottery. Why they didn't learn anything? They didn't learn money. They learned how to earn money, keep money, make money, grow money. Mm -hmm. Right. They just got a handout. When you get handouts, 
there's it's so easy to spend because you didn't earn it. But when you earn it, you're like, shit. As much as I hate Dave Ramsey, you pay something with cash mm-hmm. compared to swiping a card or a Venmo or a Zelle, there is a tangible yeah. psychological moment where you feel that leaving you and you're never going to get it back. Yeah. So when you go pay stuff, but that's why it's so easy and people are blowing through their fucking money is because you can tap this and tap this and swipe left. Amazon. It's too easy now. Yeah, what if you had to pull out, every time you, you or your wife want to buy something from Amazon, you had to go to the bank, pull out money, then go in and buy this, shit would get cut in half. Yeah. Just why, but, but why don't we do it? Because it's convenient. They're, making, they're taking all the friction out of it, which yes. even as business owners, that's what we're trying to do for our customers, totally. our clients too, so we get it, and it's yes. how do we make it just seem as seamless as possible. So we call it a one-stop shop, and, and just that, like we do with you guys. And right? that's why we work so well together is because we, we give that to roofers to State 48 when there's solar panels in the way. It's totally. not a, hey, you go figure it out thing anymore. It's a, it's a one-stop shop thing now. We've got all your problems answered. We've got all the solutions that you need to make this easy, to make it seamless. You just sign here, and don't worry about it. We'll have it done in a couple weeks. Yeah, when you come to a roof, normally you run into three things. You run into gutters, you run into solar, and you run into paint, right? Mm-hmm. Some sort of paint touch-up, because mm-hmm. you're going to put new flashings on. They're going to be galvanized, or they're going to be black or brown and not the color of the home that was painted. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be this, you know, off... Dun Edwards, whatever color, drip edger thing. It's just it's just not going to be that, right? Mm-hmm. So because it's not that, you now it's an inconvenience for the homeowner. Instead so of like, hey, would you like us to paint your flashings? It's we're going to charge you for it, but I don't want to go paint all those flashings on a two story, mm-hmm. right? On a tile roof when it's 115 outside. Mm-hmm. Cool, not a problem. I have a painter for this price. We'll go do it. Yeah. Gutters, you have gutters. We need to pull your gutters off in order to drop the drip edge, in order to drop the one by four, or whatever. So we, do you have a gutter guy? Nope. Well, we have two of them. We have here's a gutter referral. Or hey, I'll take care of that and I'll just I'll just charge you for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, yeah. and, and there's solar panels. Oh, cool. We need to pull them off. Do you have something to pull them off? No. And uh, this and this. And you know how much it costs? No. Okay. Well, I have somebody and I know how much it costs. So instead of my roof being twenty grand, it's now twenty eight grand. Yeah. It's like, well, why is it twenty eight grand? Well, guess what? Remember how I told you you need a painter, you need a gutter guy, and you need a solar guy. Well, guess what? I have all three of those in there. Their their fees all together are eight thousand bucks. Twenty eight thousand gets you an out the door price. Everything. And instead of twenty, and then you have to deal. You have to go get three paint quotes. You have to go get three gutter quotes. That you now have to go back go back to researching and finding people that. Good ratings, good reviews. They're yeah. credible, they're reputable. You know, still yeah. in business type stuff. Yeah. Whereas I have all of them in my back pocket. That's why, as you're one of our power partners, because we not if but when we run into solar, we use that as a closing tool mm-hmm. because we are one. We do everything in house. Not literally. They're not. You know, W two. Right. But you're a power partner, and I know what you what you charge, and I can get pricing in a matter of seconds. Not like, oh, in two or three more days we'll get a quote, and oh, he's three weeks out. No, 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 no. I get, I get special pricing from you, which I get to pass on to the homeowner. Mm-hmm. I get special scheduling from you because of volume that I can also pass on to them. So, like, oh, yeah, normally we're six weeks out, but for Jason State 48, boom, see you in two weeks. Yeah, I love it. And this is how we're bridging the gap because it's, you know. That is I, how you bridge the gap. Exactly. Because we're, we're, how many, how many roofers are in the state? We always say 900, 900 or something, right? 900. So I'm working with 80, maybe 100, somewhere in there, depending yeah. on. Out of that, maybe 10 of Ten of those roofers are on the level you're on, where they they have understand it that we are a tool, we are something that our company you're, you're an asset, an asset, but you're using us effectively in terms right. of, hey, we've got it, we've got it. I st- still a lot of the roofers I'm even working with, they're saying, yeah, here's here's a lead tie, you go figure it out, which is great. At least they have a solution for the customer, and, sure. and but we are winning more jobs because what I always ask is, hey, when I'm talking to the customers, how many roof bids did you get? So I got you know, three, four, five. It's a big project. Most people get at least. How many from, would you say? On a, a minimum three. Yeah, minimum three. <clears throat> minimum three, unless it's like a repeat customer. But yeah, some random person that's looking on, on Facebook or on Google or on Yelp. Yeah. They get at least three up to seven. So do the math. You've got ten roofers in the state using solar de- detach and reset as effectively as possible. The customers are getting three to five bids. Are you beating out those four other roofers when they're all saying, "Oh, you have solar." Go find someone and let us know when you do, and and then boom. Then now now one of your guys show up, and th- that's not the case. And like, well, three other people said I had to go figure this out. I already started calling people, but you're you're taking all that off my plate, and you're just gonna. And you know sandwich. somebody, and they've done dozens of jobs for you, you know, and like you five star reviews. Oh my gosh! Yes. So so what if you cost more? Let's go because you're saving me time, headache, worry, having to go find someone. It, 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 you, you're making it seamless and streamlined. And so as we continue to work with more roofers, pushing them and getting them to understand that is key. And, you know, I've got my opinion of it, but I'm curious, what do you think the future of roofing and solar looks like 10 years from now? You know, there's so many systems going up. 
two in ten, two out of ten houses maybe have solar. Three out of ten, one one out of ten. What would you say? Oh, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a that's a great question. We know it's going this way though. It's going. It's going up. It's going up. I, I don't it's know increasing. how long solar is going to be around. And neither do I. It, it, I, I, I depending don't know. how long the government supports. But it. once but once it's on, e even if you don't take it off and put it back on, it still has to come off. Yeah, has to. Come and off. there's still power attached to it. And I'm not licensed right. to do that no matter what. So even if like. Solar takes a shit, and we don't do, and we're not putting, we're not installing any more solar because mm -hmm. the government got involved, or SRP or APS gets to stick up their ass, whatever. That's the reason why I don't, I don't personally sell solar. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I know it's a billion dollar industry. I know people that are making hand over fist buying yachts because they sell solar. That's great, but like I don't, I my gut tells me that one, I, anything. That's why I can't do the healthcare again. So I already got into healthcare. Why? Because the government is so attached to that. Mm -hmm. The government has has no rules or regulations or any attachment to roofing. Mm -hmm. Me in Arizona, I don't have to pull a permit to mm -hmm. do roof. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing Tommy Mello's roof, 40, uh, 45,000 square feet. So like for like. And guess what? Yeah, pull it off, put it back on, done. Yeah. I don't have to pull a permit. I don't have to. Do, I don't have to do anything. Literally, yeah. I can start it tomorrow morning if I wanted to. But with the solar guys, you have to get APS involved. You have to get those guys involved. You got to get a permit involved, and then you got to, you know, blah 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 blah. It just it's it's time it's just time consuming, and it's such a such a dr long drawn out process. And then you have a roof that's involved, or you got to run more conduit, or you got to put a new transformer. You got to do there's all kinds of shit that's involved with it. Mm -hmm. um, some people love it and they thrive on it. That's great. But the other part too is it's it's a shady industry because this ninety percent of solar guys are not. Educating and adding value. They're there for the quick buck. There's massive rebates going on, and so it's very lucrative for them. It's a 25-year loan. The interest rates are almost still nothing. It's not building oh, interest rates. The thing of homes, mm -hmm. they're not 7%. They're still in like the twos or threes. Mm -hmm. It's a 25-year loan, mm -hmm. right? So it's a no-brainer. So they'll bundle all this stuff, but they don't care about you and your roof. No. They just want to put panels on. The second they turn panels on, they get paid, they get their commission, and they're gone. Yep. And then they disappear. Yeah. That, I hate all of that. None of that sounds appealing to me at all. Would you say that's what you hate most about the solar industry? It's not that they're, they're damaging the roof, breaking the tile. All that sucks, too. But it's, the, it's more of a big picture <clears throat> well, as they, a whole. They might break tile on purpose or an accident. Um, but it, it, most of the guys, if they break it, they don't even tell you. Yeah. Right? Because we got, they don't we care. Got our, they're solar guys. Yeah, we got the a roof. turned on. The permit passed. We got the check. Let's get out of here. Yeah, our warranty is two years. By the time that leaks, we're long gone. They're long gone. Yeah, well, you and I got up and did a roof, right, with the code and, and, and recorded some stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> some of those tiles were broken from day one. Mm -hmm. And that dude, that particular guy, when he built the house, he put solar on as part of the build. Yeah. And that was, a, that was only an 18-year-old roof. So he, he, it's almost like he, he put a ticking time bomb up there on the house when he yeah. put solar on. But we only warranty for two years. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But when I'm giving 10, 20, 30-year warranties... I don't get a chance. That's why I'm more expensive. Why? Because I, I'm giving 10, 20, and 30-year warranties, not twos. Yeah. ROC is two, right? Most guys only get fives. I give 10s, 20s, and 30s. Why? Because it's stand behind my shit. Mm -hmm. But it also be, has to be very dialed in. My guys can't go faster. They have to be more efficient, mm -hmm. right? They cannot go faster because they will make mistakes, mm -hmm. right? I can't use half-ass materials because the material craps out before my warranty goes out. Then I'm, then I'm losing money. Mm -hmm. You know, it is the second time you go back to a property, you start losing money. Mm -hmm. As long yeah, as you do it right the first time, everybody wins. Second yeah. time, home, the, the owner of the business starts losing money. Profits are getting cut into. Yeah, plain and yeah. simple. And yeah. apart from that, then, then it's a compound effect of, of bad reviews and reputation and uh, insurance claims, right? Then you yeah. had an insurance claim because you, you soaked a house, you flooded a, a, ba a bedroom or a bathroom or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to is like, that's why I'd be like, Jason, you're expensive. I just heard somebody, you're $10,000 higher than the other guy. And I was like, whose fault is that? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's not bidding his job to stay in business. I, Tommy Miller teaches this like crazy, like crazy. Have you ever seen the Rolex guy selling Rolex watches? Like, oh yeah, this watch $25,000, but like, yeah. man, that's expensive. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'll, give, I'll give it to you for, for $8,900. No, motherfucker, it's $25,000. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Brad Lee taught, uh, did a reel about this too. He's like, do the guys that sell the Lamborghini do like, oh, it's three hundred ten thousand dollars? It's not like, oh, but but you want a better price? I'll give you ten percent off and do it for two eighty. No, bro, it's, it's, what it is. It's three ten. Why? Because we're the shit. Yeah. Right, and that's how we are. Are we perfect? No. Do Lamborghinis fail? Yes. Do yeah. they go bad? Do they have issues? Do they have callbacks? Sure, they do. Mercedes, like all these guys, like high end vehicles, high end products. Uh, I'm sorry, a Rolex doesn't lose a diamond or doesn't lose a spinner little thingy in the watch. Of course it does. Yeah. Right, but the product itself and the experience is worth it to where people will pay tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars yeah. for that experience. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you want to roll into the whole Lowe's thing right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. The, you're, you're talking about the paid ads? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So getting into paid ads ourselves, we're just starting to dip our toe in that water. We went and met up with someone local. So, oh, just even learning about it because we've been doing a lot of organic posts at yeah, our which company. Is but there's a cap on that, right? I built a $10 million roofing business off of organic social media. Yeah, and when we started coaching together, part of the, the formula to doing that successfully is add how many friends every day, right? Because you need Ten. because you need eyeballs. Those are your viewers. Those Dude, are, I added 10 on, even with the, the reach and the follow that I have, I literally added 10 people this morning. Yeah. I went on and found somebody that followed me. I went in there and I, I liked it. And then Instagram and Facebook want you to stay on their platform and, and hook up with more friends on their platform. Yeah. So they'll say, people, we recommend you follow, mm-hmm. right? Or they're following you, you just haven't followed them back. Yep. Type deal. You go through there and you can go through like 30 of them. All you have to do is like, I personally recommend doing more intense. You don't get spammed because some people do like hundreds and then they get spammed mm-hmm. um, or, they, or they get blocked for a while. But just do 10 a day. Do 10 a day, 365 days a year. Dude, that's in two years, you've already maxed out your friends list. Two years, year and a half, actually. Yeah. When you first told me, I'm like, I'll do 100 a day. So I'm in there just zipping away, zipping away. My wife got a little mad at, when I was doing that. She's like, well, now Facebook's going to think these types of people you like and they're going to want more of those. Like, stop, let me do it because I'll just friend roofers and everyone in the roofing industry. Right. Now we're changing the algorithm. Yep. And now Facebook's like, here's everyone that has anything to do here's with roofing. Here's all 900 roofers so I'm like, and suppliers. Thank and God yeah. I married someone smarter than me. And, yep. and so now she handles the, the adding and still continues to do that. But still, you get the traction and it's great and it's beneficial and it's changing the game. But you hit this point and I want to I want to tie this into a little bit of the Michael Burnoff podcast that you had me listen to the other day of, of you hit a, a cap of your old self. You have to outgrow and, and change and scale and let the old self die to get to the next level. And so I feel like we're just hitting this cap and everything's going good and, and with, with social, but what is the next level? How do we take action fast on it? And so that's why we're poking into paid ads and because it removes the cap of viewers, right? Now we can start targeting people in the roofing industry in any Tucson, whatever area of Arizona you want, but also um, Facebook, they already put in the work of knowing who who people are so you can target them specific. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with with paid ads and um, who you're working with on it and why it's important to you. So when it comes to paid ads, there's, it's very simple, very similar to social media. Uh, social media guys like, oh, we'll get you more followers, we'll get you more likes, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll do your posting for you and all this other stuff. Ninety-five percent of those people are one hundred percent full of shit, mm-hmm. and they work from their ho- work from their house. They don't have a team. It's a one-off thing, and they use some software that posts for them. I worked with a girl who still does this to this day. I'm not going to blast her, but she literally, she's like, oh, we'll create all this content for you, blah blah. blah. I have to get her the content. So I have to get her the pictures. I have to get her the videos. And then she takes those and then puts them into a software where then she can timely release them once a day, every day for 30 days. And I'm like, so you're really not doing that for me. But what about stories? Like, where are my four or five, ten stories a day? Mm-hmm. Right? So like, oh, I'll give you one post a day every day. I'm like, one post a day isn't going to give you an attraction. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Do, do math. If you post once a day and I post four times a day over a year, I'm going to smoke your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just am. Right? Now, take away that, let's say you do one, I do four, and apart from that, now, the only thing is when I do a post and you do a post, you're only as, your post is only as strong as the eyeballs that see it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Your post is only as strong as the eyeballs that see it. Because if it's a reel, even if it's a reel, you can still, it can go viral because a reel will send out to the universe mm-hmm. with your hashtags and, and the way you're doing it. But if you do a post, like only, if you only have 3,200 people following you, only 3,200 people can, even if it's the best freaking video, it's amazing cut, it's awesome. Only 3,200 people are going to see that mm-hmm. because the algorithm says, show his friends only, mm-hmm. right? Well, have your friends, or two-thirds of your friends, 80% of your friends do not cut you a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, why are you following all these roofers? Why? Because uh, your Mrs. Hutchings, right, to Tyler, Tyler Sr. doesn't cut you a check. Why? He's going to have solar on his freaking house. Yeah. He doesn't cut you a check. He's not your client. No. Right? So that's what it comes down to is you need to go find and follow people that can transact with you, number one. Number two, when you run an ad, you can tell Facebook and Instagram, uh, dog whistle copy, right? Who is who is your target market? Who is your golden goose client? Where do they live? How old are they? What's the zip code? What age are they? Um, you know, a household income, right? Value the property income, you know, like the the 
the cost of the home, mm -hmm. right, for real very estate. Very specific, yeah. Very, very specific. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's a numbers game, right? Business is math. Mm -hmm. Business is math. It's very simple. So when you throw X number of dollars at something, if you throw $100 a day and I throw, or you throw $100 a month and I throw $100 a day, I'm going to win. Why? Because Facebook is, is citing in my favor because I'm giving them more money. They have all the followers. They have the reach. Mm -hmm. You don't. That's why you're paying them to show you more people mm -hmm. because you've maxed out your organic reach. You can only reach so many people, talk to so many people, and your social media presence can only get to so many people. Facebook owns everybody. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. Right? And so those billions of people, Facebook can say, cool, in this area, part of Arizona, whatever it is, right, that everyone, maybe they might even, I mean, depending on how crazy you get, might even not be via Facebook or Instagram, but you can say, hey, give me all homeowners that have solar. Mm-hmm. Give me all people that have pulled a permit for solar in the past 24 months, 36 months, mm -hmm. five years, whatever, right? It, you can filter it down that much. And there's softwares that can do that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and by doing that, then you run it. You run an ad and you can push it to there. And it depends on just how much money you want to throw at it. Mm -hmm. The other part too is like you, may, so you do one ad and you throw a ton of money at it. Like, oh, I, I only got one or two leads out of it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, was it the right ad? So, so now you're going to get into the data of what are your ads doing, and now you're talking about pattern recognition and what's working and what's not, and how to yeah. turn it into pattern utilization, and and start working right. this in your favor. Like, let's take the money from this and put it into that now. Yeah. Well, instead of putting a thousand dollars to one ad, why don't you do ten ads at a hundred dollars and right. see which one works? Yeah. Then when you see which one works, then you put fuel on that fire. Right. You don't continue to fuel the other nine. The other nines are duds. Yeah. Right, so put a or two two worked out of the ten. What happens when we run ads? And if you do the boost, it's as simple as the boost button, right? Because yeah. they want everybody to do that because it's they make trillions of dollars a year from oh, it. Gosh. So by doing that, they the reason why people hate ads or think ad agencies don't work is because you tried it. You're not the professional. You know what the hell you're doing. That's why I third party my ad agency out. Why? Mm -hmm. I've never ran ads. Fourteen years in the roofing industry, I've never ran an ad. I didn't run out when I was at my uncle's or the other company I worked for or, or State 48 Roofing. I've never done it. So mm -hmm. also, I'm going to be a, an ads pro in a matter of, what, a couple weeks, a couple months? No. Mm -hmm. was, I, was I a badass roofer in a couple weeks or a couple months? Was Solar Detach and Reset badass overnight in a couple weeks, a couple months? No. Mm -hmm. Carlos Reyes, all these guys talk about it. Like, oh, you're, yeah, uh, overnight success. Yeah, 10-year overnight success. Yeah. yeah. Ten, ten, 10 years of overnight success. Right, you say overnight, overnight's only one night. No, no, no. They say the 10 year overnight success, mm -hmm. right? I'm 14. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. But I also have that niche. So, what you do is you go find somebody that has that 10 or 14 years of experience in running ads and proven, right? And that's what we did. We had an event. Our organic local reach only got us about 150 or so in about two or three. It was a six week time frame from when we announced it to actually throwing the event, which is actually not very long. Did Lowe's do the paid ads for that? Yes. He did. Okay. Yes. Perfect, perfect. So we only had 150 Great organically. Great freaking turnout, by the way. You yeah. guys, if you don't know about this event, you got to check it out. Um, we're going to be selling the recordings. So. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to be running ads to sell the recordings. Oh, so so good on it. And I don't mean to take, turn it from the ads, but that this event, I feel like the primary focus at the event, you know, it's, it's about scaling and marketing, right? That's what, yeah. that's what how it was advertised. But Sales. Sales. And you get, there's dozens and dozens of nuggets on all that stuff. But I, I noticed a reoccurring theme that I didn't expect to notice and had nothing to do with sales or marketing or business. And it was taking care of yourself. And it was health. And, and what are you doing to yourself first to make sure that you can handle all these other areas and, and do this thing? And, and I want to say thank you for that because you bring me back into line, right? I go and I start doing my own hustle. I'm grinding. I'm every day. I'm every day. I'm every day. We have an event. Jason shakes me a little bit wakes me up and makes me go, I'm not taking care of myself right now. Yeah. My wife is suffering for it. My kids are suffering for it, and my business is suffering for it. And that's why he's talking about this so much. Right. And that's, that needs to be the biggest nugget that I take out of this. Other, because if I, I don't take that first, all this other shit I've written down is, is useless. I'm not going to implement it. Yeah. I'm so stressed. I'm just stressed. I'm stressed. You have, no, energy. You have no energy. Yeah, no energy. Right? I'm done. Yeah, your your sex like, life and your and your dating life with your wife is abysmal. Is is garbage. My team sees it. Yeah. My my family sees it, and yeah. and, and they your don't want to follow that. Yeah. Right? You're neglecting your kids. You're not giving them the time they need. Right. They're not asking for four hours a day. They want like a couple thirty minute spurts here and there. 
So, or so, a couple hours on a weekend here or there. They're not asking for, I, I, want to, I want dad to be with me for 12 hours all day on a Saturday. You're, one, you're not going to give it to him. Two, they don't even want that. But what do they, what do they freaking deserve? Like, what are you even doing this for? They deserve the best version of yourself. Yeah. Just like your wife. Your wife yeah. is hot. I love your wife. She's, she's a freaking genius. She's awesome. Yeah, she's right? awesome. But it's, the, problem, the problem is, is people will, what I teach, apart from out of the State 48 stuff with my SBS stuff, right, with my scale business, is becoming the best version of yourself, reaching your true potential. Because if you make a ton of money and, you're, and you and Sandra are miserable, that is not what, what God wants your life to be like. No. If you came down here and be like, awesome, Ty, you built this awesome, amazing business, you get to go to heaven. Oh, by the way, uh, you're still married? What happened? Yeah. And most of the time, you get divorced because of it. It just does. Yeah. 50% of all marriages are ending in divorce right now. 50%. Yeah. I wonder what it is for business owners. Oh, it's got to be hard. Yeah. It's got to be hard, especially, especially if you're an entrepreneur because the, the stress levels and the longer nights. Like, you mm -hmm. work 8 to 5, 95. Like, check in at 9, out at 5, three, you get three-day weekends, you're... You get your benefits and your paid vacations all bullshit. Yeah. There, there's less opportunity for you to fuck up stuff or to bleed into family time, mm -hmm. right? Or make it a priority. But like, I, I and I taught this from stage, and this is kind of my niche that I'm rolling with forever. This is my what, mm -hmm. I'm going to own this. Mm -hmm. Creating a be obsessed. One of our core values, State Forty Eight. My favorite one, by the way. Be, obs be obsessed, obsessed. All that is talking about building a businesses. You are obsessed with pulling panels off and putting them back on. I am obsessed about roofing. I'm also obsessed about helping small business owners like you grow and scale because 95% of us are gone in five years. 95% yeah. gone in five years. Mm -hmm. So becoming the best version of yourself, reaching your true potential. Mm -hmm. And that goes for your mind. That goes for your spirit. That goes for your heart. Yeah, that goes for it. your finances. All those things. Like, so if we're, if, it's, if we're supposed to be obsessed with providing a five-star experience to our clients, to our clients... That's all everybody teaches. Yep. Nobody says, be obsessed. What if, what if you, what if whatever church you go to, they got up on Sunday morning and said, hey, be obsessed with providing a five-star experience to your spouse. Yeah, wow. Your whole... Who teaches that? Nobody does. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody, nobody teaches that or goes that deep, right? Is day night a... One, is it a priority? Is it happening at all? Are you scheduling it? Are you setting it up? Are you making it happen? Are you making her feel like a freaking million dollars for those two or three hours? Right, right. It's not two or three hours a day. It's not two or three hours. Like, it's literally once a week mm -hmm. for two or three hours. Go balls in. Go all in on her mm -hmm. for two or three hours. Make her feel like a freaking queen for two or three hours. Yep. But we don't. No. We let our phones. We let our watch. We let ESPN. We let a bar. We let... This and this and this get in, get in the way of that. Oh, I couldn't find a babysitter. How many times have we blown off date night because we couldn't find a babysitter? Yeah. All the time, mm -hmm. at least in my opinion, yeah. right? Yeah. And we come up with excuses not to do that. And then we go do that, and it's half-assed. Oh, let's just go to this little thing here. Let's just go. Let's go get ice cream real quick for 30 minutes. Bro, that's your, that's your, that is your soulmate. You're on the phone. Yeah, you're just you're Yes, put your fucking phone away. Where's yeah. my phone right now? Yeah. Where's my phone right now? I haven't seen it once. It's on, no. the, it's on the ground three feet away from me flipped upside down. Yeah. My watch is still freaking, I, I don't know why my watch is ringing. It's not supposed to be moving, but it is. But like, I, I haven't looked down, yeah. right? So I'm giving, I'm giving the listeners and you 110% undivided attention yeah. for 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah. You don't even fucking do that with your wife. Mm -hmm. You're, you have it all wrong, man. You just do. Sean Whalen is the epitome of that. He taught me that. Like, he changed my fucking life. Yeah. With his podcast, with his social media presence. I'm buddies with him, too. I've talked to him on the phone. And, uh, and whatnot, and he's, he's spoken at our event. But, like, that's what it is. Like, you do that, same with your kids. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, I, I swear in my life, my kids would do this. They haven't done it in, like, six months because I, I made a priority, mm -hmm. right? And it was embarrassing. I'd be at home, I'd be on my phone doing this, and they'd be like, dad, 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 and I'd be, like, so glued to my phone. So, dude, it could be social media. It might be work. It might be an email. It might be a social media post. Maybe, maybe I'm just, like, scrolling through reels watching cat videos. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The fact is that I'm on my phone and not being present with my kids. You don't have to be present with your kids 110% of the time when you're at your house either. Mm -hmm. I also believe that you as a human get to disconnect yourself. But when it's time to be a dad and time to be involved with them, be 100% committed and 100% involved with them. Just like me and you are on this podcast right now, mm -hmm. be 100% committed. So I'd be down here like this. My, my uh, four-year-old Oakley would literally come and put his hand in front of my screen. Yeah. You, I tell, you've heard that before, right? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. I'd literally be like this and I'd move his hand back. Dude, what's your problem? Yeah. And to a four-year-old. Yeah. I'm like, what? What do you want? Yeah. 
And what he's really trying to, he's screaming inside, give me attention, make me a priority, I am here. Put your fucking phone away. Your phone is not more important than me. You think it is, but it's not. So he'll literally come and put his hand in front of my phone, mm-hmm. right? That is not okay. So what you need to do is when you go home, and by the way, if you think your business is gonna collapse because you put your phone down for 30 minutes or an hour to play with your kids, you don't have a fucking business. You're a high-paid employee and you're a piece of shit. And your priorities are completely fucked up. And you need to change that or you need to not work for me. Mm -hmm. I do not not want my employees doing that. Mm -hmm. I want my employees to have amazing relationships with their spouses. I want them to have amazing relationships with their kids. Mm -hmm. And because if they do both of those things, and there's it's four things. So it's it's family. Sorry, it's not family. It's kids. If you have kids, obviously 90, 90% of us have kids. It's kids, spouse, personal, business. Mm-hmm. It's those four. Because what happens is, what happens if you're an amazing dad? And what happens if you're an amazing husband? And you're an amazing business owner? But you're a fat fuck. You're not going to last long enough to enjoy any of that. Dude, stuff. you're going you're yeah. to freaking throw, you're going to throw a blood clot and you're going to be gone. Yeah. Right? Like- you're going to get diabetes and you're going to be toast. Right? Or, or you're going to be so out of shape and, and so messed up here that you can't even give that five-star experience with your kids. You can only give a four right. because you're so fat and out of shape. You don't have the energy. You don't have the energy. Yeah. You get burnt out after 10 seconds. You can't even give them 30 or 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not being weird, but like in the bedroom. Can you last that long? Yeah. It's also stamina. It's also like not being weird. It, it is what it is. In the bit, go to the business too. It's the same. same yes. Thing Are you burnt out at one o'clock as a business owner? And you can't give. You can't give another two or three or four hours. And you have to pound energy, ten it's energy a, drinks. The fourth quarter. What, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like that. That's what it comes down to. The fourth quarter. You're burnt out. Why? Because you're not making yourself a priority. Because you're not working on yourself. And when you're not working on yourself, you can, I, I posted this the other day. You cannot give a five-star experience to anyone or anything if you are not performing at a five-star level. I love it. Can you give us the morning routine really quick? Because this was the biggest game changer for me to get myself back on track. And, and I mean, for me, I, I, tell me if I'm missing anything. I'm going on, on walks. I'm doing a workout, so I got the weight vest. Ordered that weight vest. It's it's coming. Yeah, I think it'll be in here. So the reason the reason for a walk. So there's three different types of walks, Mm -hmm. right? I'll Mm -hmm. go. I'll I'll, I'll blow through this fast. Okay. There's three different types of walks. There's the half-ass walk where people. I literally saw a dude on a walk and he's smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, why are you even walking? (laughs) Um, But you go. You go on a walk. What happens when you go on a walk? You start to get your blood flowing, and your brain starts to turn on and starts to get starts to get current and moving. Even if you're not carrying anything and you're just walking. Even just a 30-minute walk on a sidewalk, not a crazy hill, not hiking, no vest. At least you're doing something. Give me something. That'll get your brain flowing. A lot of most people wake up and they go right to their phone and they go into the shower, they get dressed, and they're at work. Which is your brain is not functioning. So you go in at eight o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning to go and crank out. What if I like you know what I mean? What if I would have came here at nine o'clock in the morning and I literally had rolled out of bed? Would I be able to perform a five-star level experience of a podcast if I just rolled out of bed five minutes ago? No. You got to get your body up and going and moving. It was just in a dormant state. It was in a subconscious state for six, seven, eight hours. You need to get out of that and get up and get going. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. So uh, any sort of a walk or exercise. Number one. Number two, I personally believe that a vest is huge. A vest will put pressure on you, and it's a mental thing. You're adding additional pain to your body. Mm -hmm. That is a strength. Mm -hmm. That is a mental win. Now you have a mental win before you even look at your phone, before you touch your wife, before you touch your kids, before you touch your business or your clients or your employees. You work on yourself. You put pressure to grow yourself Mm -hmm. with that vest. Now if you want to hop on a treadmill and do a 15-degree incline at a three-speed for six months, hit me back up in six months. You'll feel like a million bucks. You'll sweat your royal balls off if you do 45 minutes. 45 minutes, 15-degree angle, three-speed. I did it for six months. I lost 22 pounds. Game changer. But I am able to maintain it. The third one with that walk is when you get well, going on that walk, when you're done with that 30 or 45 minute walk, you, you, your body is, your adrenaline's going, you're, all re- you're the train that's already moving. You're not just sitting at the station, mm-hmm. right? So when you wake up in the morning, your train is literally camped out and parked. It's not moving. You got to get it going. And it just doesn't turn on over, it doesn't turn over in two seconds. It takes you a while to get going. It could take 20, 30 minutes. It doesn't take two or three hours, mm-hmm. Right. But you do it, and I do it early in the morning because my wife's not awake, my kids aren't awake, my employees, I'm a roofer, so my employees are awake, but they're not bugging me yet, and clients aren't awake. Mm-hmm. So three out of four of them are not, go devils, three out of four of them are not bugging me, yeah. right, or are not a priority mm-hmm. at that particular time. Mm-hmm. That's me time. Yep. 
right? And my employees know, call somebody else or deal with it or figure it out or be proactive the night before and say, hey, from 5.30 to 7, you can't get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. 5.30 to 7, there's, uh, except for like recording commercials or stuff like that, it's one off 99% of the time, Monday through Sunday, 5.30 to 7 is Jason time. Yeah. But what happens is nobody, no church, no school, nobody teaches you to fucking work on yourself mm-hmm. and make yourself a priority and listen to a podcast. Right? That's why I sent you that one. When's the last time you listened to a podcast before that one? Yep. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm every day now. I'm you're every day, day now? Yeah. It's either audio book, motivational videos, most times both, or podcast. But you've been you've been in my you've been in, you've been in this in this fear for a year now. So you you, yeah. you knew that like if I need to level up, I mean you may have been doing that before then too. But the no. average business owner does not make that a priority. No, they do. Here's the thing: the difference between doers and winners and and the have-nots are we do shit when it's inconvenient. When shit's inconvenient, we still do it. But when when shit hits the fan, people shut down. When it's inconvenient, we don't work out. We go out of town for a conference, mm-hmm. I'm not going to work out. I worked out Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning of the uh, of the event that I threw. I did leg day with my employees. You remember yeah, this? With yeah. my employees, with my staff, Wednesday morning before throwing a 14-hour event. Yeah. From 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., yeah. I was at the venue going at it, and I still did leg day at 5 o'clock with my guys. And the next day, sore as shit and tired. Exo- I mean, just physically drained. But what did that do for you mentally? Like, you overcame that, you did that still. And it goes, I'm thinking about Kobe as you're talking about this because he outworked, outperformed, was out practicing, out shooting. Before game, Tiger Woods, too, right? And Ed Milet was, was talking about this, and, and he brought out this magazine, one of the podcasts he was recently uh, discussing, talking about these high performing athletes. And he's been carrying around this magazine, Ed Milet has, for the last 25 years. It's in pristine condition. He must have it in his sleeve or something. But sure. The article just consisted of how Tiger was able to outwork and outperform and Kobe these these um, everybody else in, in, in the field and how he wanted to take that into business right and, and copy what was what's the secret sauce and well, how do some, I do that? there's there's nine hundred there's nine hundred roofing contractors mm-hmm. how many of them are working uh, just 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 gut what's your gut say out of nine hundred how many of them wake up and work on themselves in any way shape or form every day ten percent ten percent so. I just beat out just from just from waking up early mm-hmm. and working on myself for 30 to 45 minutes a day. I prefer an hour and a half. 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, you just said 10, only 10% of us do. So out of 900, only 90 do. So I just beat out 810 of my competitors. Before, the, so the there's 90% left. Yeah. How many of them uh, work out and do and do those type of things? And then you can take business-wise, take it to the next level, right? How many of them have a 14-step follow-up process for their sales team? Now we're, now we're down to three to five. five, five yeah. yeah. A dozen? It, yeah, maybe. A dozen out of 900. Yeah. So now it's me against 10 other dudes. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and guess what? 90%, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some people say 80-20. Brandon Dawson says 80-20. But even go 80-20. So I don't know, uh, Jonathan, what's, what's, what's 80% of uh, 900? Sorry, what's 20% of 900 what, on your phone? What's 20% of 900? Well, 10% this is, is 90. So 180 people-ish. 180. Yeah. Right, so, mm-hmm. have, so there's 180 mm-hmm. contractors in Arizona that do 100% of the work. Yeah. Yeah. It, right? Or do... So that, that's the part they're trying to get at. So there's, there's only a, you're only competing against 180. Right. In, in general, naturally. So I already beat out the other hundreds. So as 180, like you said, probably 10% of those would be 18. 18 of those dudes wake up, work on their business, have a follow-up process, get bids out. How many of them, how many of them do sales training with their team every single day? Oh, gosh. It's super rare now. One hand. Yeah. Out of 900. Mm-hmm. You say I just went from 900 to like a dozen? Mm-hmm. I can work on the dozen piece of cake. The dozen is a separation from crumble cookies to marketing to podcasts to coaching to uh, social media content to you, all those all those things. That puts you in that top five. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, we said business is math. I just, pro- I, just numbers. I just proved it right now. Mm-hmm. Business is math. It just went from 900. How do you get in the top 10, Jason? And honestly, I'd say I'm top 10, not top 10, I'm the top 10% in the entire country. There's 90,000 roofing contractors. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I'd say I'm in the top 100, not 900. Yeah. In, in less than four years. It's just doing the things that no one else is willing to do, knows how to do, or in continuing to, to grow. 
and think about how do I get to the next level? What, what is it still that no one else is doing? We were talking about something you were going to be doing for marketing coming up that you're working yeah. on this morning. How many people are doing that? You know, not many. And so uh, two. Your next level. Next that I know level, of. In level. Arizona, I have 900. I only know two that are doing it. Yeah. I'm going to be the third one. Yeah. Out of 900. But once you're done with that, I have no doubt you're going to be thinking, what's next? What's next? And yes. you're continuing. It's a mindset thing. Right. Yeah. And so the, big, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can be an amazing husband for one weekend. Mm-hmm. You can be the, my, my wife used to call me the Disneyland dad. Mm. You're Disneyland. Whenever you're home, you just go do, you just get to go do all the fun shit. You don't have to do the disciplining and, and cleaning up all the messes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ooh, that's, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a Disneyland dad because that's, uh, there's no, con- I want to be, I want to be consistent in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So you work, by the way, if you go work out once a week, you're never going to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Right, you're just not. You go go on your go on your vested workout walk once a week. No. You will never. Nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Your mental state will not change either because there's not enough of it for you to make a change. That's why I say a habit isn't isn't from one workout. It's not what if you if you do this once a week, every week. It's like church stuff. You you pray to God once a week. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You show up when it's convenient. When is it convenient? Sunday. Why? Because there no, nobody's calling you for work. Right? Everybody knows it's Sunday. It's God's day. So you go to church. You only talk to God one day a week. You don't have a relationship with God. Talk to your wife once a week. Guess what happens? Divorced. Mm-hmm. Hang out with your kids once a week. When they get older, they're uh, uh, who's dad? Oh, dad's working. Dad's not here. Dad's a, you're not a father figure. Yeah. You're just a freaking sperm donor at that point. Yeah. Right? So you have to be consistent. Whatever you're doing. Do you tie your shoes once a week? No, you tie them every freaking day. Mm-hmm. You put them on every single day. You brush your teeth. You brush teeth once a week. They're going to freaking be black <laughs> and they're going to fall out, yeah. right? Working out. You work out once a week. What happens? You work out once a week. You get sore as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You spend the other five days like feeling sore because you're not working out those muscles over and over and over again. Personal development. You listen to a podcast, like I sing you that one. You listen to one once a week. Cool. High five. Mm-hmm. But a habit is built, some say 21 days, some say 30 days, potato top. But it's three to four weeks. Yeah, get your get your daily routines down. Get intentional every day, with your though, time. Every day for three to four weeks. Put it on the calendar every single day, even if it's the date night or spending time with your kids. If you've got to put spending time with the kids on the calendar, and and I don't have it on my calendar, I'll be straightforward. But I freaking want it on there, and it's 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 a matter of my, just doing it. Mine's five. It mine's there. five to eight o'clock. Yeah, five to eight. Because guess what? After eight o'clock, my wife's like, "Dude, you can go back to work." Because sometimes you got. Here's the thing: as a business owner and as a hustler, you got to put in the work, man. You cannot, and my talks about the 21-day work week, right? You cannot just work from 9 to 5 on your job and think you're going to be successful. You're, it's, it, it might happen. It's going to take you decades. It might take you 30 or 40 years. And by then, your body's broken and you can't enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's all it's for. But, so you gotta, so you got to wake up earlier and put in the hours early in the morning. you got to stay later, but do not neglect the people that you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for your wife. You're doing it for your kids, right? You're doing it for yourself. So don't neglect yourself or your wife or your kids. Mm-hmm. Make them a priority. It's not for hours a day, guys. It's just not. I had a business partner that, that had this totally backwards, right? He's also fat and, and makes bad choices. But like the principle of it being, I chose to make my kid. I got shit. I said, I go home at five o'clock. They're like, you're a pussy. You're not committed. You're not this and that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I am committed. I'm just not committed to you after five o'clock. Yeah. And you don't like that. I don't give a fuck. That's it. Not caring. Yeah. And guess what? Is anything like judge me for it? Cool. I don't care. But from five o'clock to eight o'clock, it's almost impossible to get hold of me. I'm not on social media. I'm with my kids. I'm helping make dinner. I'm doing baths. I'm doing bedtime routine. I'm spending quality time with my kids, whether they're going to the pool or jumping on the trampoline or doing a craft or going to fat cats or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I spend a little bit of time with my wife. Mm-hmm. Also, thirty minutes to an hour. It might go from eight to ten. Whether that's sex, whether that's sitting in a bathtub. Right, just talking, just going back and forth, asking her how her day was, or working. Maybe we're planning a trip. Maybe we're looking at finances. We're looking at another investment, uh, starting another business. Right, all those things. Give her that thirty. She doesn't. She does not need, or she doesn't even want more than an hour. Mm-hmm. My opinion. This, this is my. This is my relationship. This is how I function. By the way, mm-hmm. this isn't how you function. But what I did say is that I give my wife undivided attention every single day, mm-hmm. for a specific time. So it's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of the time. And the consistency that you and, do it. But you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So it's like that time, that time that I get with my kids, 
It is consistent now, and they know. My phone, I put it on charger in the other room because it's so distracting. If it's that close to me, I'll pick it up and look at it. It's yeah. a drug. It just is. Just yeah. fucking own it. Mm-hmm. But get rid of the drug. Put the, put the joint in the other room. Mm-hmm. Put the cocaine, the snort, go snort it after 8 o'clock. Yep. That's literally what a phone is. That's what all it is. I don't care who you are. 100% full of shit. If you're like, no, 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 you're full of shit. You, if you pay attention, how, if, I, if I had a camera to follow you how many times you took your phone out a day, you'd be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. We are, it's, it's an addiction. It's okay. Especially if it makes you money. Mm-hmm. That thing makes me money. Yours makes you money. Right? Mm-hmm. Some people, it doesn't make you money. Right? And so it's not as tempting to open it or pull it out, but then you get all the apps and you get the Amazons and you get the Targets and you get the uh, Pinterest and all that other bullshit. So it's just, it's even just... Not even making you money at that point. You're just losing money. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a time sucker. But like, be whatever you're doing, be intentional. Yeah. When you're working with your employees, be intentional with your staff meeting. Be there with your team. Mm -hmm. Right. I make my team. I have twenty. I have seventy-five employees. Twenty-five of us train every single day on a platform. Mm -hmm. Every single day, we have a meeting from eight thirty to nine. Why did I say I couldn't do an eight thirty podcast? Because I have a. You guys saw me. I left. I went and hopped on my Zoom meeting for thirty minutes with my team. There's twenty-five people on there. Dory runs it, and we hop on. We give our wins. For the day, everybody has to give a win and everybody has to give a takeaway from the training they got from the night before. A nugget. Every single day, Monday through Friday, non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And if you miss or if you don't train, I'll be up your ass. So you don't have that person on the team It's like, oh, I didn't watch the video or oh, I don't have a win. It's like, no, you come with a win and make sure you watch the video. And well, you have so, it, well, and right? they're like, I don't have time to train. No, you had time to train. You just chose to not wake up early enough to train. Mm-hmm. Or you chose to make a, you chose to sleep in or to work out or to have sex or to make breakfast, right? Oh, I made breakfast for my kids. Cool. But you made that a priority instead of training. Mm -hmm. Wake up earlier and make breakfast earlier or wake up earlier and train earlier. Mm -hmm. You can't wake up earlier. There's, I'm sorry. Does the government have a, have a, like, does, does the universe say you can't wake up earlier? Mm -hmm. No. And a lot of times I tell this before too, a lot of times we are not going to bed early enough in order to perform in the morning that we need to. Yeah. So we're talking about getting up earlier, making yourself like working out, right? Exercising, making yourself a priority. If your day starts with your team at 6 a.m. and you wake up at 5.30, you are fucked. Yep. And you go to bed at midnight or 11, you're not getting good enough sleep to even wake up earlier to make yourself a priority. It's not going to last. There's no way. There, there's got to be, con- so you need to consistently, and my dad taught me this, all the old, funny enough, all the old guys taught me this back in the day. Mm-hmm. Gray hairs, gra- grandpas of the world. Early to early to fall, early to rise. Early mm-hmm. to bed, early to rise, or whatever that saying is, right? Like, go to bed early, wake up early. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, go to bed early. I was like, I don't want to go to bed at 8 or 9 o'clock. As you get older, your body wants to do that, but my brain wants to do that. Because after 8 or 9 o'clock, your body is spent, your brain is spent, and your efficiency as a human is like jack shit. Yeah. It just is. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what, what do we do? We do mind-numbing tasks after 9 o'clock. But we'll do it for two or three or four hours. We'll do the reels. We'll do the uh, we'll we'll do the reel searching. We'll hot, we'll watch Shark Week. Shark Week, right? We'll watch shark. We'll watch shark videos and cat videos, and we'll watch YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and all that shit from nine to midnight. Are we making calls to clients from nine to midnight? Why? Even if they were awake, would we? No. Why? Because we don't want to. Because our brain doesn't want to. Because it's tired, mm-hmm. and your body doesn't want to go work out from. My, how many people work out from nine to midnight? Almost nobody. Yeah. Right. And the ones that do are either like nurses and they have like a, a different schedule or they're emo dudes that wake up at one o'clock that live at their parents' house and wake up at one o'clock in the afternoon. And so their go time is the nighttime, mm-hmm. right? But someone that actually functions like a normal human, they, you need to go to, just go to, even if you go to bed an hour earlier, wake up an hour earlier, just doing that consistently will change your life. Man. Jason, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and all the nuggets that you've spilled out for the listeners and myself today. Um, it, Every time I get the opportunity to be in a room with you, I, I'm, I, I just want to be fully intentional because I know I have a chance to, to, to better my relationships with the people around me, to better my business, to better myself, uh, to better my income. And so I, I, should, I thank you again. And um, where, where can everyone find you? Uh, where can they find your podcast? Where can they find you for roofing? Where can they find you for coaching? Yeah, so, so if you want to join my – so first of all – just follow me at Jason the Roofer. Everything will fall into place. <laughs> so at Jason the Roofer, you'll find all my content. Everything's on there. Uh, Sexy Business Status is also on Instagram, and that is our coaching program that Nick and I Nick and I use. And so we help business owners that are making about two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollars in revenue, and we help them scale to eight figures. Um, mm-hmm. So that's our, that's our coaching program. So same thing, Jason the Roofer. You can find me on there. 
Um, and then for anything roofing related, go to sexyroofstatus.com or state48roofing.com. Mm-hmm. No, go to state48roofing.com. Uh, you can upload information, you know, Benzer reports, inspection reports, contracts, uh, pictures, anything in there. And, and you can fill out a form and my team will contact you. And uh, anything roofing related from repairs, maintenance, emergency services, tarps, commercial, residential, multifamily, anywhere in Arizona. Perfect. And um, if you check out our solar detach and reset preferred roofing partner page, you'll see him at the very top of that list. You can select him and it'll hyperlink you direct to his site where you can find him there as well. Love it. Um, Thank you again. This is Ty with Solar Detach and Reset, your Bridge the the Gap podcast, where we bridge the gap between the solar industry and roofing industry. Thanks so much for taking the time to, to listen and check us out. We'll see you guys next time.